Hello and welcome to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. This is a show that explores the landscape of the nonprofit organization, big and small, offers some incredibly helpful information and resources, and gives nonprofits a place to share ideas and get advice. I'm your host, Joe Turner. Our show is sponsored by Sukup Strategic Solutions, offering a wide variety of services to help nonprofits maximize their impact. So let's get into solving the problems that might be plaguing your nonprofit. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Hope everything at your nonprofit is going well. That's what our program is all about, helping you with some of the things that might not be working so well or just getting other ideas, other advice, other opinions. And today we have an amazing program because let's face it, one of the toughest jobs in the nonprofit world, if not the toughest, definitely the role of the executive director. I mean, literally the buck stops with the ED, right? The list of tasks that the ED does for an organization, vast. And our guest today will probably say that the list grows daily. (laughs) An executive director is charged with the organization's strategic planning, working with the board, putting a team of employees together, monitoring that team, fundraising, budgeting, managing expenses, reporting to the board, donors, and the community on the organization's impact, not to mention representing the organization at public functions, developing partnerships, dealing with issues, and I'll just stop there. You get the idea. It is a big job. But in the case of our guest today, a well-loved job. Today, we're going to speak with Susan McManus about her job as the executive director for Champions for Learning. Based in Naples, Florida, CFL's mission is to create life-changing learning experiences for every student. And Susan has been part of that mission for over 30 years. As someone who is familiar with their work, this is one of those nonprofits that everyone in the local community knows and has huge respect for the work that they're doing. And Susan has been there for the highs and the lows, the good and the bad. Today, we're going to dig into her story as an executive director who has truly earned her stripes. Susan, welcome to Impactability. Oh, thank you, Joe. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to our interview, and this is this is just going to be outstanding. You've been in the big chair for 30 years. So in that time, you've gone through most of the challenges that an executive director can. So let's start on the early side of your career. How did it all start, and what were the early challenges when you were building your nonprofit? Well, I started out as a board member for the first three years. I found that as a mother and educator, former teacher, I really enjoyed connecting the worlds of business and education. My mom was a teacher. My dad was an entrepreneurial businessman, and it was fun. I enjoyed the fundraising, and it, it, I kind of had this wonderful opportunity about three years in when our executive director Um, was leaving to have a baby. And I was facing uh, a divorce and thought this would be a really great place for me to be. So I think life has a way of putting you in a place where you're not really sure um, why, but it's been just a wonderful blessing for me. I think some of my challenges in the beginning were really moving from that volunteer role into a staff role. And I think overall, those two roles are just so critical when you look at that role that you play as an executive director or CEO of an organization. So I think right away, I understood that I had to make that shift. I appreciated the guidance. I think I had wonderful mentors and board members. I didn't know how to run a business. I was a teacher and I very much appreciated all of that guidance, support, and all the talent that comes to board of directors. 
And I think those are the things that in those early years I just depended on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we're going to talk about the connections that you have with community in a little bit, because that really does play into this real well. But I kind of want to take a look at the overarching picture with 30 years under your belt. I mean, comparatively speaking, talk to us about the long-term running of a nonprofit. Are there challenges that never seem to go away, or do you eventually, you know, kind of get into a rhythm and things just flow? challenges that never go away are those of finding the right staff, getting them on the right seat on the bus. If you're not changing constantly, and it impacts your role too, because you have to be constantly changing in the way you're bringing on talent and strengths on your team. And, you know, they have to be better than you at all kinds of things. And so I think those challenges never go away. I think good, good core values that you live by and you make every decision by are critical. And when you have that culture with a board and staff, you will face all those things. I even find that if the core values are not at the forefront when you're planning your program for the year, you've probably missed out on where you should be. So, you know, I think those are some of those basic things I think good governance is everything. It lines right up with your core values. And it's always the leaders of your organization set the culture, set the tone, and um, are become your reputation in the community. Yeah. What are some of the things that you know now that you wish you knew then? I, you know, the one thing I, it is really interesting because you work with a lot of volunteers and people that are giving you the most precious gift of time. And I wish I'd known, and I still work at it, you know, helping that volunteer understand their role. If they're a mentor, if they're on your board, if they're managing anything, you know, doing anything for you, I think those were some of the first things I had to learn was how to be of one mind as an organization. And I think that's, that's always a challenge. And I think I believe there's not anyone that volunteers to give that gift of time that doesn't intend to do the very best of it. But I, you know, I think we you continue to learn how that can get off track. And it's so important to help just make sure people understand what that role is. We are talking with Susan McManus. She is the executive director for Champions for Learning based in Naples, Florida. And we're talking about being in the hot seat for a lot of years. She's been the executive director there for over 30 years, doing a great job of it. And we're talking about that whole role of being an executive director. In your opinion, Susan, what makes for a good nonprofit executive director? Well, I think someone has to um, really have a passion for the mission. I think that's what keeps you going through the highs and the lows. You have to really want to be open and listen a lot. You have people that will give you wonderful advice that sometimes you can take and other times you can't. And you have a staff that can only go so fast. And there has to be just that really sincere appreciation for that aspect that you serve. It's challenging. It's very challenging. You open the program with all the roles that you have to play. And um, the more you grow, the more you have to find people to fill those roles. 
and do them well for you because you can't do it yourself. Even the mission that we have, we can't possibly help students by ourselves. We have to work with every other organization in the community. Let's say I'm a board member at a nonprofit and we're looking for an executive director, a new executive director. What are some of the things that a nonprofit should consider when hiring an executive director? I think they should look for someone who who really has some background in not-for-profit. I think there are a lot of transferable skills from a business or other backgrounds, but I think that the skill set that it takes to manage the not-for-profit, if it's a fairly large one, is a very unique skill set. And the experience, I think, is really valuable. I think it really needs to be someone that cares about you know, the mission. And if they don't, it's pretty hard to stay the course. I think it's hard work. It's, it's not nine to five, um, especially when you're working with incredible volunteers that give you their time. You get very committed to it. So, you know, I think it's, it's important that someone knows that aspect of what it means to work in a not-for-profit because it's one of the greatest joys that you ever have. You make friends and spend time with some of the highest quality folks you ever meet. And yet, you know, that role that you play is different and you have to understand that you're, you know, you are a staff, paid staff leader. Understanding it, knowing, I would go back again to those roles and making sure that, you know, looking for someone that they do understand that. We have just scratched the surface of our discussion, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about partnering, partnering with the community and how it has served Susan well in her time as an executive director. We'll also get into some lessons learned. You are listening to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm Joe Turner, and we will be right back. Sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day to get the work at your nonprofit done. Sukup Strategic Solutions can help. We handle all kinds of projects, especially the ones you can't seem to get to. Fundraising, marketing, grant writing, communications, and more. With Sukup Strategic Solutions, you'll have a team of nonprofit professionals working for you. You'll have more hands on deck, reduce overhead, and increase efficiency. For a free consultation on how we can help lighten the load at your nonprofit, visit SukupStrategicSolutions.com. Maximize your impact with Sukup Strategic Solutions. Welcome back to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Turner. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have another edition of the Coach's Corner. Got a great question this week, a really, really good question, so stay tuned for that. Right now, we're speaking with our guest, Susan McManus, about her many years as an executive director and some of the things that she's learned along the way. And as I mentioned earlier, you've been with your organization for 30 years, and I have to ask, why so long? What I mean, what is it about the job that has kept you going all this time? Every time I thought I would leave, there was something great happening. And I just, you know, I, I wanted to see it through. And then, you know, when it, it's the opposite, when there'd be an opportunity, you know, come along and I'd look at something different. It didn't have the passion in it. I, I didn't have the passion for that, that I would have here. And I think to raise money, to ask people to give you not just their time, but their treasure and to commit to your mission. I just believe in it. It was kind of fun too. I loved helping people make those investments. 
they trusted me and I, you know, I think that sends you back to the office to work very hard. I have on my wall something that says, if our programs don't work, I don't get paid. You know, this is the community has to believe in the way you want to make that change. And so it's just, you know, there have been the down moments. There have been times when I thought this is enough. I need to try something else. But there's always been something exciting that I could see that I could finish that has kept me going. And partnering with the community has been everything in your situation specifically. Tell us about that and perhaps offer some ideas for our listeners on how they can partner or maybe better partner with the community they serve. Well, I think there's a difference between being a partner and having a, you know, something you'd like to do together with another organization and the collective impact work that we've done. The collective impact work is just aligning yourself with people like-minded and learning from one another and heading in the same direction and getting that, that real sense of accomplishment because you can't, you can't measure the data and see yourself in it if you're not all working toward that same thing. Partnerships are when you're doing that, you find that other organization or several organizations For instance, we were doing a lot of college access work and college and career preparation and mentoring. When you find the other organizations that are doing those things and you work together to improve what you do or find a better way or make those connections for a particular purpose, you might write a grant together. You might, you know, do some of the things that improve your work, but collectively, it's that sense that you cannot do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself in your own staff team. You you could never do the things as an executive director that you need to be able to do. So you have to find those people that are good at the things you're not good at. And it's the very same thing. I translated that very quickly to the people in the community that have a role and, and do those things that they do it a lot better than I do. And they do it in a way that if our two organizations would work together, it would be great. And I think there was a point in time when maybe after we went through a bit of a recession, we had some real change in leadership in our community. Some new leaders came in, they looked at us, they were asking the questions like, why aren't you working together? I was like, okay, good, let's do it. After doing this for so long, Susan, there still has to be something or things that challenge you? What are, what are some challenges that you still have to work on? I think finding the way to leave an organization in good shape in secession is, is very challenging, especially when you've been there and you care about it and it becomes such a big part of you. Supporting a staff right now, we've been through two and a half years of COVID and right now housing is huge across our staff, our kids, our teachers, you know, we can't just sit within our own little world of mission and think that we're going to be okay. (laughs) You know, those are all things that I think as you're looking back at what you've been able to do and how you have to change, how you have to adapt the programming, the technology that we need now, you know, knowing when to use technology and when you can work at home and when you need to be here. I think it's a challenge with staff and and our students 
there's some jobs that work fine for a little bit of, of work from home or 100%. There's other things that don't. And managing of that right now, I think you want to keep your very best people. Um, I love to be at work. I love to be in my office. Because if I'm managing people, you, you have to be around people and you have to know what, how they're feeling and what's going on in their lives. And, and you have to be there. Um, so that, that's hard for me. I'd like to see them and talk to them, know that they're there. Susan, I've asked this question on the program before and always get some great feedback from our guests. What advice would you have? for the new executive director at a nonprofit, any nonprofit, or the person who's looking at the position as the next step for their career? I would suggest that they look at themselves and what they're bringing to the table. Are they mostly program strong or are they fundraising strong? There's that development and program aspect of your organization. And know what your strength is and then really look to learn a little bit about the other side, because I think program staff are creative and wonderful and love the work, but they don't necessarily like fundraising and, and the things that go with it. You know, I think there's great ways to learn about it. Shadow, ask to shadow or go meet with someone who is a, a CEO or executive director and spend a day with them and, and see what it looks like. Learn what you can about the other side of it, because if you don't enjoy it, it is you, you have to work with both and, and handle both. Ask yourself, do you like to manage people? Because some people don't. They really are happier in a job where they don't have to manage a lot of people. Because once you become that executive director or CEO of that organization, they're all your responsibility. Everyone is your responsibility, whether, you know, you're directly working with them or not. You have to enjoy people. Annual giving and raising money and events and those things that we all see in front of us, getting some experience and doing that well. But I find still even today, I just sit there and soak up what I don't know because it's huge. Ask yourself if you're ready to do that, because I think you have to constantly constantly grow and learn. Yeah. As you look back on your career as an executive director, what are the top three things that you would have done differently? I would have taken more of my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was always something that got in the way. And I uh, always felt like I needed to be there when I probably didn't. They probably would have been fine without me. I would have spent a lot more time with the people we were serving. Um, and I would have written a lot more personal thank you notes, I think. To me, I, I never feel like I can do enough of it. The personal note that if you stop each week to look at the gifts of time, the gifts of money, the staff, dedication, commitment, I still you know, wish every week I'd written more of them each week. They're so important. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Susan, for your time today. This has been outstanding and, and we wish you much success. I know you've already had a lot of it, but continued success to you. Thanks so much for being on Impactability. Thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate it.
Time once again for another edition of Coach's Corner, where we take your questions, anything that you're wondering about in the world of nonprofit, could be anything, you send them to us, and we ask our impact coaches for their answers to your questions. Now, if you have a question, please, please send it to us, impactcoaches at impactability.net. Today, we have a guest impact coach. Deborah Haley is our coach. Today, Deborah, this question actually kind of goes in line with the conversation we just had with Susan McManus. Our question comes from Dr. Garvin Maffitt, and he writes, NFL quarterback Tom Brady is retiring. How do you know when it's the right time to move up or out in the nonprofit community? Very good question. Now, Deborah, on Coach's Corner, you only have five minutes to answer the question. Your five minutes begins right now. Sounds good. Well, this is a fascinating question that everyone needs to give careful consideration to. And for the first part of that question, as far as are you ready for the promotion, just like Tom Brady with his own playbook for football, we need one for our careers. And looking back over my career, I did have that playbook for several years that looked at all of the different experience I needed and the training and the education. And I took that very seriously and I checked off and I had a timeline and then I looked and sought out those promotion opportunities. I'm of the philosophy not to turn down a promotion, even if it's not exactly the one that you want, because it is an opportunity to learn something new, to excel, to be stretched. And you can always segue to that one that is on the top of your list of where you want to be. So definitely take advantage of all the promotion opportunities that come your way. Now, the really intriguing one, though, to me is the story about retirement. When is the right time? I've retired three times and I'm basing my priorities or my thoughts on when it is that you retire. So the first one to consider is you probably came into the job the first time very passionate and it was your motivation and it energized you. But now that passion has kind of gone away. It's not what it used to be. And you're kind of looking around going, where, where did that passion go? And how do I get it back? What do I need to do? The second one is, have you achieved a significant goal, reached a real priority for the organization that you strived along with your team to accomplish for a long period of time? That may tell you that this would be, along with the other two priorities, considerations, that this would be a time to retire. You do not want to leave your team at a low point because transitioning from one leader to another is very challenging. It's very difficult and your team needs to be on a high. So they are definitely a factor in the consideration of when you retire. And the third one is, are you bored by the repetitive activities, by the bureaucracy, by the politics? Are you less than excited to go into work in the morning? and do it all over again? If so, it's probably time, considering those other two items, to retire and to plan a good exit strategy that is good for the organization, good for the stakeholders, and of course, works really well for you. In looking at all of those, I can tell you when I was with the Air Force for 29 years, I could say that when I retired, it was using all three of those considerations to um, make my exit. I really was bored 
of all of the bureaucracy and the politics. We had just accomplished a major activity for the entire Air Force. And it was very, very energizing. But when that was over, I was like, hmm, you know, I would really like to try something different. And I would like to leave when everything is in order and, and really great things have happened. So that was one example of how I took that opportunity to retire. So if you're considering a promotion, I'd say go for it. If you're considering retirement, I would tell you to go for it as well and not to be afraid. People so many times shy away from the change and it is a huge change to leave a job and to retire but there's always something waiting out there for you. And you just don't have any idea how exciting it will be until you say yes to retirement. And some of us just dream about retirement. <laughs> Deborah, thank you so much for being our impact coach today on Coach's Corner. You're welcome. Glad to be a part of it. If you've got a question for Coach's Corner, we want to hear from you. Email them to us at impactcoaches at impactability.net. Again, that's Impact Coaches at impactability.net. And if you want to reach me, my email address is joe.turner at impactability.net. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app, and that way you'll get new episodes downloaded just as soon as they come out. Also, please give us a review or a rating so that your peers in the nonprofit industry can find us as well. I'm Joe Turner. Thanks for listening, and thank you for all you do to make the world a better place through your nonprofit.